fun. Peace and blessings. And welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, where we introduce you to your future favorite artist today. And today we celebrate an alumnist. He's come back to Heritage Hip Hop. Please introduce yourself to the people, please. What's going on, y'all? My name is Aya. Coming out of Brooklyn, New York, Crown Heights to be specific. You know, I'm just holding it down for the city. Represent. The first time I talked to you, I was introduced to your music. And we mm -hmm. talked about how you have different places you like to go in your sound. Right. This project is very focused. Right. Thank you. Thank you. What did you want to do with this project that you didn't with your last? So with the last one, um, I valued it mainly because it was like my first introduction to, you know, recording vocals. So, you know, that kind of process, you know, it was different for me, but I still want to take a, a stab at it, essentially. So with this project, I wanted to elaborate and kind of have like a focus um storytelling aspect so that's why i, I felt like the lo-fi boom bap kind of production style was the best form fitting so once i tapped into that you know i was like yeah let me just go ahead and write my life out and um just put it out so that was it you did an excellent job because your sound grew in this project for everybody who doesn't know the project is called memoirs of an old soul correct yes sir it's available for purchase. <laughs> and if you want to stream, you stream as well. All right. Now, I want to get into the songs on this project. But first, let's mm -hmm. re-educate everybody on who you are. Because now they get to see your face, not just hear your voice. Right, right. All right. So you're from Brooklyn. Yep. What side of Brooklyn are you from? I'm from Crown Heights. Now, everybody outside of New York, we have a love for Brooklyn. But we right. don't really know Brooklyn because right, um, right. it's, it's always been said that Brooklyn and North New Jersey has a secret love affair because they like two of the same. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, Brooklyn has different sides and different identities. I asked you this before, mm -hmm. but now that you've matured your sound, how mm -hmm. does Brooklyn come out of your sound? Well, really, like through and through with the whole project, just me being from New York, like that's you know, a main thing that I caption not only in the music, but you will see um, in my visuals, I actually have a video for Sincerely Zaire, which I shot, um, yes, outside the Barclays Center um, a couple months ago. So, you know, now I'm working on some visuals for this project, but mainly it's like, you know, um, for the people that's outside of New York or maybe never been to New York, I really want to, you know, broadcast and show y'all not only through, you know, the, through the music, but you can actually see where I'm talking about and all those places like that. So now you can put a name to a face and really know what I'm talking about. What is New York today when people think about music? Because everybody always refers to the 90s, but they never refer to the mm -hmm. 2000s when it comes to New York. Mm -hmm. So what is New York today when it comes to hip hop? New York today is definitely the drill scene and more so the melodic wave. Like that's changed with artists like Pop Smoke and J.R. the Prince and, you know, other people that have their different creative directions. But really, it's a melting pot. You know, if you New York is one of those places where, you know, you can see the diamonds. But if you really searching, you can still find some good gems that you may not have known about, you know. So it's all it's all up to you to look. See, the thing about Brooklyn, especially to me, is Brooklyn always has that um, identification as being the hardest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why people like Brooklyn keeps on taking it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yesterday was the anniversary of the death of Sean Price. Mm -hmm. So in Jersey, 
that's mm-hmm. a big deal to us because we like we are we are MOP, Sean Price, Jigga, Biggie, Big Daddy Kane. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, 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 it goes deep when it comes to Brooklyn and Jersey. Right. And when we see new artists come out of um, Brooklyn, we wonder if that's going to be the hearkening of that old sound or, or, or bringing in the new sound. How does the new sound of Brooklyn elevate the old sound of Brooklyn? Well, really, it's kind of like, it's like a stepping stone. You know, the stuff that came out in the 90s, although like the, the certain um, production style may be different, that music still set the tone for what is to come today. Same thing with music that, that came out in the 80s and so forth. I feel like it's all a stepping stone with the foundation. So, you know, the sound is only going to change as the time goes on because that's just time, really. Um, but I feel like it's only enhanced it. It's only made it better for real, for real, because now there's a lot more technology. There's a lot of things that's more advanced now where somewhat, you know, even though in the 90s, the stuff that they had was great, the technology was limited, you know. So now that we have more technology and things are more advanced, you know, we can only keep pushing the mold. So in your development from this project, from the last project, how did technology or your advancement come through to develop this newer look or newer sound that you wanted to create? Um, well, really, it started before technology. Um, you know, it just took me to really reflect, you know, um, talk about some things that really happened in my lifetime. But now it's, it's, it's a difference between writing poetry and writing music, although they, they go hand in hand. Um, you get more in depth and more personal as there's more instruments and those kinds of things that's involved with making it a full song. So um, I feel like that's where it started before technology, but really just me understanding, you know, the tools that I need to create and just being more efficient in how my step-by-step approach, I feel like that, that really helped. When we talked last time, you talked about your longevity and Mm -hmm. making music that's going to like surpass your life. Mm -hmm. This one, you talked about the memoirs of an old soul. Now, memoir is a written account mm-hmm. for somebody to remember someone mm-hmm. in their past or for mm-hmm. their greatness. What is the memoir of an old soul as you define it, not just how people may define the words? Well, really, it kind of came about as like um, one of those concepts. I was kind of brainstorming, um, you know, where I would go next creatively. And then I had said memoirs of an old soul, not really thinking much of it, but I was like, wow, that sounds pretty deep. Let me let me write that down. So I wrote it down. And actually, the first beat that I made from the project was reminiscent um, initially. So it kind of went hand in hand once I made the beat and I and I read the title. I'm thinking to myself, okay, like the old school 90s type vibe is different because it's not a lot of people that's really trying to go back to that point in history. Um, but I feel like it's definitely something that I've seen for myself um, performing these songs like they, they have the ability to touch people and, um, you know, really just bring out the best in them. And like it changes the energy in the room. And I was like, I don't ever want to lose that. So that's what I'm talking about in this one, really. I'm feeling that because this one was more of a complete project because had a theme to it. Right. It wasn't just you making songs and stretching your wings. You actually had a focus point to this one. Right, right. And I want to I want to begin with the baby picture. Tell me about the baby. Well, yeah, um, that was one picture that my mom, I'm not, 
I don't know what year it was, but I seen it and I had the basketball. Basketball is my favorite sport. Um, my All first. Right. So I felt like right there, you know, I'm balling on everybody with that one. So that was my kind of my mindset. And it's like when, you know, when you see somebody with or the title of it, Memoirs of an Old Soul, you more so would picture like somebody that's an older person, like a senior citizen. But the old soul would be me because, you know, that's a name that I kind of um, adopted over the course of years, you know, with family members and just other people that's that's older than me. Um, you know, they will always be like, yeah, you know, through talking to me, they'd they be like, yeah, you got an old soul. So I was like, you know, there must be a reason why people keep saying this to me. So I just put it all together, you know. Let's get philosophical. What is the eldest point of creation that man can see on the planet? That man can see on the planet. It's been around since the beginning of man. What is it? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Birth. Birth. I was thinking I, I had to be human related. I felt like it had to be human. I didn't know which way he was going with it. But, well, okay. well, think about I'll bring it up this way because a baby picture. Look, I'm going to show you something. Check this out. This might make you laugh. <laughs> See, the baby picture in hip hop is very, very significant. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Biggie's album, Nas's album, Lil Wayne's albums, you know, because you're showing a, a, a beginning, a marking point mm-hmm. to how people will look at you. Mm-hmm. And then as they hear your music, you're birthing your, your maturity as a man to the listener so they could come into your world. Right. So, so birth is the eldest form of expression because it's the beginning of every story. What okay. was the what was the point of this story that you wanted people to get when they completed listening to the project? And I want to ask you this before we go into the songs. Um, really, I kind of want to take you back to my childhood. So mainly from the late 90s, um, really up until recently, honestly, it's really a documentation of things that have been happening my whole life. Um, I use the baby picture, obviously, because it's an attention grabber, obviously, but it plays significance to me because that was one picture out of all of the pictures or baby pictures that I had. That one really stood out to me and not even just, um, you know, to put it as a, a cover art for an album. But I just felt like, you know, that picture perfectly captivated what I wanted to say along with the project, um, as well as the music and everything. I felt like that that one picture embodied everything. So that was the one that I definitely had to go with for a fact. I'm feeling that because when we ever we see babies we go to oh how sweet knowing that life is going to bite that baby in the ass mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. i mean, look at you now you're not a baby no more you got tattoos and everything your right. hair is wild you got a right. nose ring right you've pruned your life tree to know that you like music and you like basketball mm-hmm. got Kyrie Irving on your wall shout out yep. new Je- that's new jersey basketball y'all by the way so yep. i mean like life is about not only the elevation of steps that you take through experience, it's also dealing with trauma. Mm-hmm. And you deal with a little bit of trauma on this, on this, in this project too, mm-hmm. because you talk about fakeness, mm-hmm. you talk about doubt, and you also go through your creation. Mm-hmm. Let's touch on the loan, the loner speaks. Tell okay. me about that track and where you were going with it. Okay. So originally, um, once I first made the beat, um, I heard the piano melody. Piano's and thank you. Thank you. I heard the piano melody. I was like, 
you know, I, I have to stop everything to make sure I get to this beat and finish it. So um, I actually was um, at work when I was brainstorming the chorus. And for some reason, um, when I say cold as a winter Sunday, flowers and made a bloom, um, I had been going to church for a little while, my senior year of high school. And it was one Sunday where I came out to church and it was like, it was freezing. I had a, a peat coat, scarf, everything, top to bottom. And it was so cold. Like that was a Sunday I will always remember because that's how cold it was. So mm-hmm. that that was like part of the, the hook and everything like that. But once I threw the drums behind it and a little drum break towards the end and I played it back, I was like, yeah, this is definitely something special. So let me just go ahead and lay this down. And that was that. See, when a loner speaks, though, everybody listens because if somebody's always in the crowd and the crowd is very vibing and everybody's all up and stuff, right? <laughs> everybody loses the words because it's just be expected. Mm-hmm. But when the loner opens their mouth, see, that's when the lesson starts because now it's like, oh, what is that person going to say? Because mm-hmm. they're very quiet. How has hip hop taken you out of your quietness and put you into a more speaking role? Um, really, it just gave me another avenue of expression. Like, you know, my, my demeanor hasn't changed, although I'm an artist and I'm taking more leaps in terms of putting myself out there creatively. Mm-hmm. I'm still so a reserved person by nature, but it's like you have to know how to use your voice because you can't be passive all the time. So when is the time there's things that need to be said, you just got to, you know, say it. So that's never a problem for me. I just choose to be more laid back and reserved and observing, you know, that kind of thing. But I felt like hip hop really just, it broadened my my voice, you know, because it, it gave me the ability to reach people in many ways from, you know, just from where I'm at in, in my life and everything like that. Like, you know, I can reach people overseas and everything. You know, I'm talking to you, but we in two different areas, you know. So it broadens my voice and my horizon. Has hip hop ever made you feel lonely though? Um, not hip hop. I felt I felt lonely in life at certain points, just through trials and tribulations, but not hip hop specifically. The reason why I ask that is because we do a lot of alienating in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Old school, new school, drill, trap, boom mm-hmm. bap, et cetera. And people like to paint picture, paint corners and boxes. Right. And that's the most some of the most loneliest feelings people can have, because when you ever showcase your talent and people put you in a box, they try to stunt your growth. Right. Definitely. What what is the most elevating point of hip hop that makes you know that you're never alone in it? And. Through your expression, people come to you so that Mm -hmm. you're never alone in that aspect as well. Well, um, being able to impact people through the music, I feel like that is the most fulfilling thing. Um, When I had started doing music originally, like I always wanted to help people or use my past trauma and pain and trials and tribulations because everybody has their own story to tell. But um, I had noticed through, you know, producing and writing and recording my own music and everything like that, that a lot of people were telling me like, yeah, I related to this or I understand where you coming from and everything like that. So those kinds of things all played a part into it. That's dope, because part of telling your story is being heard. Right. And reminiscing the second track, you're trying to tell a story, but my fear is most people lose the words in the beat, because you put it together very well. Thank you. And and reminiscing means you're bringing somebody into your world. What did Mm -hmm. you want them to catch and see 
hear and see when it came to that song? Well, definitely, like I said, you know, a depiction of New York. But it's like, um, for me, you know, being that I was able to go away to school, I, I, I seem like a lot of people's perception of New York is like only Manhattan. And, you know, the, the, the stereotypical thing that they can say is like, oh, the Thames and rats and all the, you know, those other trivial things. But it's like it's more elements and more dynamics to New York, just what you see on TV. You know, like Manhattan is a real place. Don't get me wrong, but it's still 93rd Street where things happen on the regular, you know, in places where I'm from and places where I lived and grew up at, where I've seen things. It's like the glitz and the glamour. Yes, that's one reality, but it's not the entire reality. So that's what I, I really want to bring to the people, especially, like I said, the people that haven't been to New York, like, you know, you can see this on TV and it may look nice, but. There's also the real that's going on every day that people, you know, they still trying to get up out of, you know, not everybody is as fortunate. So, you know, just talking for those people as well. All right. So before we go to Through My Eyes, let Through My Eyes, right? Because hmm. Through My Eyes is a dope track. Now, that's the one that really made me go, hmm, because on the track you go vocal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Through My Eyes, right? I wanted to ask you this question. We ain't mm-hmm. going to go basketball yet. We're going to say that to the end. But I want to go through my eyes because whenever you see something through another person's eyes, you get their feelings, you get their emotions. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that New York is one of the most feared places in the world? Mm -hmm. Why do you think New York is so feared when it comes to the world? Um, I think there's a lot of stereotypes that comes with it. Um, a lot like a lot of and a lot of those people who make those kind of stereotypes either haven't been there or they get in a lot of their knowledge from TV. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a certain false perception. Like you could really talk about an experience if you lived and walked through it. But if you only seeing it and you're not really living it, you're not going to be able to expand on it the same way a person who lived that reality. will. You know, so I feel like that's more or less what's going on. Check this out. Every time I look on the news, somebody's getting shot. Mm-hmm. I think in Brooklyn yesterday, they talked about a woman who walked up to a woman and shot in the head, right? Mm-hmm. Rest in peace to that family, that woman and the family that's affected and the community affected as well. New York is one of the ugliest places when you look at television. Mm-hmm. Crime, 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 crime. And now y'all governors manhandling women in the office. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I've been to New York countless of times. Mm-hmm. New York is one of the most cultural diverse places that could feed your mind body soul and spirit at the same time right like yeah i used to have a fulton street mall you know what i'm saying like that was one thing then you have now you got the barclay center that's another thing um y'all had hebrew israelites in brooklyn Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um juniors was there right that's brooklyn juniors yep right so there was landmarks there right then if you had the hip hop, you knew Shake Marks Ave, Saratoga, LES, Crown Heights, Marcy, Clinton Hills. You know, you had all them areas. Right. I'm not going to travel all over New York, but everybody go to New York, go to every borough. It's, it's beautiful. New York has a lot of beautiful things to it. But the perception of New York is one of, it's one of the hardest places to make it. But if you make it, mm-hmm. it's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so important for people to understand New York through your eyes and understand your music through your eyes? Man, actually, let me 
I'm glad that you asked me this. Um, I had went to a press, not a press conference. It was like a little music conference um, when I was um, at school. So the school that I went to was in Virginia. So nice. one of this, um, he was actually talking about New York and he was trying to, basically what he was saying is that um, there isn't a lot of opportunities for people in the state of Virginia from what he was saying, which I can agree that is true. And he was basically saying that New York is so much easier to make it there because there's so much more opportunities. And I was kind of like thinking to myself, like, that's not really true because regardless of where you go, you still have to get to that opportunity. You still have to put that work in to receive that blessing. It's not like just because you're in an area where there's multimillionaires, you step outside that you're just not multimillionaire. No, you still have to put in the work, you know? So I felt like that's somebody who hasn't lived in New York informing other people about the opportunities, painting the false perception. So you haven't lived that that life to know what those opportunities really look like. So to just downplay just because there's so many, you know, I felt like, you know, he doesn't really know what he's talking about. So I say all that to say, um, when I say through my eyes, really, it's like, don't be so quick to write somebody off. You know, if you hear a situation or other situation, really take time to analyze both sides because you're not going to really get the full just of the story listening to one side. You know, just do the other person the same service. If you can hear an accusation and automatically think it's true, do that same research to find out if the person who is making the accusation or whatever the case, like both sides, understand it from both sides of the spectrum is all I'm saying. I respect that because, like I said, I've been in New York and it wasn't like, oh, you like hip hop? Or right, here's everything hip hop that you need to know. Mm-hmm. It's never happened. It's mm-hmm. never happened. And I've mm-hmm. been waiting to go back to Brooklyn for a long time to meet somebody that I really really, really respect, mm-hmm. you know, helps me with this craft as well. And they probably pay homage as well. Uh, Through My Eyes, right, is like one of them songs that if you're an introspective person, it'll make you reflect. If mm-hmm. you're an extrovert, you may miss the message because being made is different than becoming. Mm-hmm. What did you make on this? And how did you become that? Well, what I made, I made the overall sound, which I handcrafted myself. And um, as for the other part, really, it's just a manifestation of previous things that I've gone through. Like I said, all of this project, everything, every song ties into trials and tribulations where I'm touching on the subject to where it's like, if you sit down and you listen, you're like, you can see not only what I'm talking about, but, you know, you get to know my story, my background. And I'm pretty sure at some point you've met a person who that you thought was cool that turned fake. You know, you may have had to deal with some kind of death in the family or something like that. Like it's all situations that we all go through. But I'm just really telling you my story and my chain of events that happened. So what's the biggest teacher for you in this project? Was it experience or was it expression? Um, It was more so reflection, just reflecting on, you know, my life as, you know, a younger kid, then growing up through my adolescence and now being in my adult years, you know, just reflecting on all those character building moments, you know, that without those moments, I don't know if I would be who I am today. I don't know if I would have that same drive and ambition had I not gone through those certain things. So that's really what I want to get across to the audience. Let's get this across to the audience. 
Memoirs of an Old Soul is out right now by Zaire. Make sure y'all go check it out. I say purchase it, but it's available to stream as well. Parachute Chip Hop is not about purchasing. We really don't want people to rent your music. We want people to help build your, your, your I mean, you know, solidify your notch. Because there's one thing to have something out, but it's another thing when people appreciate you and buy it. Right. Uh, and everybody out there, this is a project worth listening to. So stream it. And if you like it, enjoy it, but buy it. You know what I'm saying? Because there is something on here that you're really going to like. I could guarantee you that, you know, um, and knowing a little bit more about this artist through his sound, I'm going to ask you this question. You are not scared to, you're not scared to express yourself. You mm-hmm. push yourself away. Other artists don't. I've noticed that. I noticed hey. that you like to not, you like to be like, yeah, everybody's doing that. Let me try this. Let me just try it at least right. once. And right. I guess, you like the freedom of the expression as well, right? Yes, definitely. So tell me about Can I Live and where you were going with that track. Really was like how that came about is like I was actually on a little brief intermission. Like I hadn't been producing anything or writing anything. And, um, you know, I had just been in that creative mode. I'm like, I got to get back to it. So, you know, um, again, I started laying down the instrument tracks and I was trying to come up with a chorus but Can I Live just kept playing in my head. And I'm like, okay, I wrote the whole verse. I couldn't come up with nothing for the chorus, but Can I Live? And I'm like, okay, I must be, I must have to say this right now. So once I laid down the initial demo, I was like, yeah, I really, I like this overall vibe because it's different. You know, it's a more melodic vibe, but it still captures the essence of the project. But it, it's, it's like a standout, distinguished record as well. So. Your vocal on this track, though. Yeah. yeah so why, yeah. why why did you stretch your voice that way to add that to the uh, project? Um. Really, I make music based off of feeling, so I try not to overcate um over um excuse me overcomplicate the uh the feeling process of music. Like you know, if it feels good to me and it feels right, you know, don't question it, don't second guess it. And in terms of that type of delivery. You know, I, I really felt like it was just broadening my sound and, you know, just being bold. You got to try something new. And I felt like, you know, that was a, a pinnacle or a sound that I can achieve and I knew I could do. I just had to figure out how. And once I did, you know, I just went for it. And that's bravery. And a lot of people aren't brave in music. Everybody follows the same template. Right. You see what I'm saying? Um, before we go to Memoirs, which mm-hmm. is the last song on it, Yes, Everybody, it's a five track. Um, it's a five track project which I think you really should check out how did the beats come to you for this were you following an inspiration pattern or mm-hmm. was this planned out um, both um, to a degree um, like I had told you previously you know my first introduction to music was the 90s hip hop era so even though I was born in like the tail end of it and I got like the last little leftovers of it you know I still got it and you know, what I didn't have readily accessible, it was BET and other music channels. So I was always into music. So like I said, Reasonable Doubt, Illmatic, albums like that, 36 Chambers of Death, you know, Doa Dot, stuff like that. Like all of that is like what I grew up listening to because that's Brooklyn, that's New York in general, you know? So that era of boom bap is synonymous with the city. So you're going to hear that. So for me, that's the kind of music that I also appreciated as well as others. So that's kind of what I wanted to base it 
um, off of mainly because it had that storytelling aspect, which goes hand in hand with the project. The project is very expressive. So what is a memoir express? And why did you make that track the way you did? Because it sounds different than everything else besides the vocal track. Right. So the memoir really would just be like, for me, a detailed description of, you know, whatever events that that took place. And really the, the, in terms of the beat, it was different. Um, I don't know. It was just a different vibe. Um, you know, how it came together I actually produced that beat or started laying down the tracks the day that Kobe had passed through. So God, God rest his soul. Um, but that it really it like had that same tragic, that that same feel, you know, that same moment of sorrow. And I felt like there was a lot of people that I had lost along the journey of making it. So I felt like that was also a good way to honor them. And, you know, just talk about the people that I know that had passed through it as well. I want to commend you on this project because this project really hit the air a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And you made it mixtape style too. Mm-hmm. Don't think I didn't catch that because you say memoirs of an old soul throughout the whole thing, like you're linking the songs together. Mm-hmm. Was there a um, was there a template that you wanted to follow in the creation of the entire project, or you just went, you know? No, really. What happened is like, you know, the reason why I said in these memoirs of our old soul is because one is introducing the project. So when I say another story is told, you know, as you move on, a different story is being presented to you throughout the project. And then I say the journey unfolds, which is me, you know, really stepping out there as an artist. So it all has its significance and its meaning and it all plays a role in it. So... Right about now, I think we're finished with the main part of the interview. Okay. Uh, Memoirs of an Old Soul is a, is a good project. Like, like I said, once again, when I heard it, I really was like enlightened because I was like, he grew. He didn't <laughs> do what other people do, is just put out music, put out music, put out music, put out music. You grew and then you expressed yourself. Why is documenting your growth as important as the memoir of the old soul? I felt like, you know, growth is something, it's good to acknowledge within yourself, like before you even, you know, want to showcase your growth to the world, you have to, you know, know that you've grown within yourself. And that is a whole different beast because like the love and approval of somebody else is always going to be different than when you have that love and approval of yourself. And um, I felt like that was just the best way to capture it. Like it was the best way to do it. Just give it some time, let it fester, let my sound, you know, let me get better with, you know, all the intricate details of making music and then really release it when I'm genuinely ready for it to be a thing. So I'm glad I took my time, honestly. I'm glad you did as well because this project is worth it. So give everybody your social media and how they can contact you and get the project. Okay. All right. So I have a website. Um, it's called I am Zaire, Z-Y-A-I-R-E music.com. Um, my Instagram and Twitter is official underscore underscore z-y-a-i-r-e and you can find me on apple music and spotify and all other streaming platforms at z-y-a-i-r-e but make sure you buy the project because it's at the end of the day he has good music and if you want to rent your music that means you don't have the music that you really like so if you like anything or love his music i ask you please buy it so not only you have your music but you're also so into the artist as well because then you're showing them how much you appreciate his art, his sound, 
and his growth in delivery. Do you agree? Yes, I definitely do. Hey, man, I like the project. Can't front. Something I'm going to post up on heritagehiphop.com, Heritage Hip Hop Instagram. So follow me everywhere. I'm going to ask you some questions now. As you know, it's called the rapid fire questions, but you're not. Yes, no questions. These are questions dedicated to your understanding of yourself, your knowledge of hip hop culture and music. You ready to go? Because I like you. All right. I'm going to go basketball today. Because okay. he's a basketball head. Right, right, right. If you had to compare your last project and this project to two different players, who would they be? Mm, two different players. Okay. I would probably say KD for a fact. And um, I feel like KD and Kyrie, really. You know. Whoa, which one is KD? The elder project or the newer project? Um, KD is the newer project. Explain that, please. Um, Because I felt like there was a lot of growth with KD, how he played this season. And um, really, like, although we didn't get to make it as far as I, I hope that we would have, I'm still, you know, I feel proud for KD because he came back off, a, off an injury that, you know, a lot of people don't really have that that same bounce back. You know what I'm saying? Even when he was in and out the lineup, he was still dropping 30, you know, plus, you know. So I felt like with, with the growth that he had as a player coming off that injury, I felt like you got to give him his respect. It was like they was doubting him so much. And now that he doing what he doing, winning gold medals, it's like, what you going to say now? You know, they said he couldn't lead the team. He had a triple-double. That was a historic performance, you know. And how's Kyrie, your last project? And give them the name of the last project, too, so they can check it out. Yeah, so the name of my last project is Sincerely Zaire. Um, and I feel like Kyrie, um, definitely because it was how versatile he is. Like, he has different ways to get into the basket. And that project, Sincerely Zaire, is more, you know, versatile in terms of the sounds and the different areas that I'm trying to go into and everything like that. I like that. See, that's what I mean, yo. That's what I talk about growth, because this young man not only is making music, but he's connecting his love of music to his favorite sport. So now I got to get him again. Okay. Part of what made the Brooklyn Nets pop this year was y'all traded for that fat point guard, shooting guard, small fort, James Harden, right? Salute to James Harden. I want to ask you a question. Versatility is what makes a player establish themselves as a great player. (laughs) So that is the mark of a of a of an artist as well so you know how james harden can step back he go off the dribble he can you know pass he he has he has you know exceptional exceptional talent right how did your versatility grow in this project how are you showing it in different aspects on this project well mainly um through the sound of production um so the versatility is there with that because you know, with the boom back production style, it's kind of different. And mainly like a lot of people, like I said, they're not really going back that that far to do it. But I, I kind of wanted to modernize it and bring it up to, you know, modern day terms. And um, as well as versatility in terms of using my voice differently. Like, can I live with, I don't know if it was like an R&B kind of track, but I definitely felt like it was more of a grounded, you know, expansion of who I am as an artist. So I felt like with that, the vocal delivery, the flows, the rhyme schemes, all of that show versatility from the last project. I want to show you a picture. Can you see that? Yeah. This picture is called The Big Six. Shout out to Kayla Middleton of Jersey City. 
The mm-hmm. big six is Pac, mm-hmm. Big, Nas, mm-hmm. Jay, and J. Cole. But okay. you see, New York has all of these artists here. And North Carolina is the outreach. We always talk about how New York or hip hop has traveled out and got bigger. How mm-hmm. did hip hop make you bigger? Not in age, not in experience, but in perception of life. In perception of life, it really opened my eyes to like people in other areas. Like when you think about how the Chicago drill wave came about, like that is something that's completely different from New York, but they still had their own story to tell. And really, when you think about like how the South kind of had the hip hop game in the, in the headlock um, in like 05 to 07 and really in like the early um, 2010s with like Migos and stuff like that, like it's a lot of people and a lot of talent out there you know, throughout the U.S., you know, so it just really, it really gives you a chance to really see how people in other, other places than you, like how they really go about their creativity and everything like that. Hey man, I like ball. Let's right. continue. Not my favorite sport, but salute to all the NBA players and everybody who play ball. Cause the thing that makes basketball hip hop is anybody could pick up a ball and go to a park. Right. And experience the culture. Everybody can't play ball. You mm-hmm. got people who play ball and then you have ball players. You know the right. difference, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hip hop is the same way because everybody swear they can rhyme, but everybody can't put patterns and, and, and soliloquies together. And some people can't make melodies and make cacophonies. You know the difference. You know what I'm saying? So here's my question to you If Zaire was comparing his journey in hip hop, to the journey of a rookie through in the NBA, where would he be in his NBA journey? Where would I be in my NBA journey? Right now, I'd definitely be re-signing, um, you know, my, my rookie contract would be through. You know, now I'm getting the big bucks, you know what I'm saying? So, and I'm, and I'm being number one point guard on the team, you know, all that, you know, started everything. So um, I'd definitely be in like maybe my third season, Okay, so you're the point guard. That's your favorite position. Yep, yep. You know how people say, who's your top five MCs? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you that. Okay. I'm going to ask you, who are your top MCs or who would they be as point guards in the league? Okay, top five MCs. Okay, I definitely say Jay-Z. So um, for number one, so um, I would say he's more like a, I feel like he's more like a John Stockton, really, when you think about it. Yeah, when you think about it, because think about how he had the whole Rockefeller campaign and then he had the dynasty. You know, he was able to dish everybody off in their own kind of way. He he had that hand in, you know, playing their success and everything like that. So I feel like John Stockton um, for Jay-Z. Number two would be Tupac. And I feel like he would be like Westbrook, just based off of how expressive and, like, not vulgar, but like he's very, he puts an emphasis and he plays with aggression. I felt like, you know, Tupac represented the best of both worlds in terms of intellect and aggression. You know, I felt like he was like that balance in between. Um, I felt like number three would be, um, would be big. And I would put, I would put him like, kind of like at that Steph kind of level um, because he really revolutionized hip hop. Like he really made it, not necessarily trendy, but his energy and his whole presence was just different when he got on the scene in 94. 
Um, I say number four would be Nas. So I would say somebody like CP3 would, would really be like Nas. Cause I feel like, you know, they both got that laid back, you know, in the cut type of demeanor, but they still got that leadership veteran, like kind of aura to them, you know, that alpha mentality. And um, number five, I would put Big L, but I really don't know who would. Actually, no, I say Kyrie. I say young Kyrie. You want to know why? Because when young Kyrie first came in the league, they didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know what to do with him. Like, they couldn't really guard him like that, except for, like, older players like Kobe, because, you know, he experienced. But, like, for the rest of the league, like, Ricky Rubio and all them other dudes, they didn't know what to do with him. I like your list. Who would you say big remind you of again? What point guard was that? Steph. Wow, that's interesting. See, we could talk about this a couple of times over. You know what I'm saying? Salute to right. basketball. You know what I'm saying? Right. Basketball right. is hip hop, and hip hop is basketball. So it's funny how you almost put everybody on this picture. Oh, yeah, let's. Almost, yeah. Big L, rest in peace. That's what's up. I think I come to the last three questions of this um, interview, and I thank you for giving me the chance to interview you again. It's All an right. honor, believe me. Thank you. It's an honor for me as well. You know, I Thank appreciate you very much. I want to ask you this. You can only grow more. Mm-hmm. And growth comes from experience. Mm-hmm. What is the one experience you think that'll take you to your next level of development that you haven't even experienced yet? So you think. Um, hmm. The one experience. Maybe going on tour that might be that one thing because that's it that's a very um monumental point in your career especially your first go around so because that hasn't happened as of yet i feel like going on tour do you, you ever see this the movie the five heartbeats yes i did remember he said duck he said a reviewer of his music said he will not be a great writer until he feels more mm-hmm. see a lot of people try to put their life experience on you mm-hmm. so that you could become the man they want you to be. Right, right. How fulfilling is it to be the artist and the man you want to be? And I have somebody tell you, this is the road that you have to take because there's no template to your style. You know, honestly, I just want to tell like anybody in the audience, like there's power and freedom and ownership. Like that's, it's power and freedom and ownership. Like, I can only be but so brief, but like I said, it's power and freedom and ownership. And when you know the creative direction that you want to go and you have that idea and you have the freedom to do that, just go ahead and, and capture that moment because you're not limited. Nobody can box you in. You know, you set your own glass ceiling, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? You set your own terms and condition. And I feel like that's the best way to live, like on your own terms. So... So before we get out of here, give a testimony. How would you like your second interview on Heritage Hip Hop? Loved it. Loved it. It was better than the first. You know, I was looking forward to really coming back because I, I like the way that you get in depth. You know what I'm saying? You go back in people's discography and, you know, it's always a genuine, like, appreciation um, mutually. So, I, I, like I said, I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you for giving me something to learn, reflect, and um, just grow from because... One thing I hate, and I'm going to say this before we finish off on two points, 
the first major point is this. Thank you for being creative and don't ever stop your creation. The second one is a lot of people of elder age or y'all the younger people think we look down on y'all mm-hmm. or that we're going to just say something ignorant to you. Mm-hmm. I want to run. You, you said you went to church. Did you really study the Bible a lot and things? Did you? I can say um, I wasn't really like nose deep in the Bible, but okay. I did understand the core concepts of why certain things are in place and, you know, how to pray and things like that. Let me let me tell you a story from the Bible real quick that's going to remind you of you. Okay. You remember the story of Job? Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about how God and the devil did something, had a conversation that Job suffered, right? Everybody talks about how Job suffered to the end and then he, he every God gave him back what he lost and all that, right? One of the most important things to happen in Job was the Job and his friends was talking about God in a way that, you know, they were like kind of coming at God in their group. And it was a younger man a younger generation person who had mm-hmm. to check them to make them understand their place in the world, their place in relation to God and who mm-hmm. are they supposed to be in relation to setting an example for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to tell you, don't let any elder artist or elder person ever try to downplay you as a man or your music okay. because your point and your purpose in the world is not theirs. It's for you to understand and it's mm-hmm. for you to grow from. Okay. We all deal with things, but I'm going to tell you this man to man. I'm Mm -hmm. proud of you as a man, and I want you to be your own man because in being your own man, you're going to teach more than you explain through your actions. So just be consistent. Always believe in yourself. And a quote from Nas' album, what you believe in yourself is the key. What others believe in you is irrelevant. So just keep believing in yourself, all right? All right. Thank you. Thank you. And that's the truth. So with that being said, before we get out of here, Everybody, make sure August 28th at 8 p.m. you come to Heritage Hip Hop on YouTube for the Heritage Hip Hop Awards. This year, Saturday, August 28th at 8 p.m., we're giving awards away for Collab of the Year, Artist of the Year, two projects of the year. We're doing Collab of the Year, and we're going to start, and we're going to acknowledge the GovMatic Award and other awards for people who have taken hip hop to the next level and not just beats or rhymes. So make sure you join us by subscribing to Heritage Hip Hop on YouTube. Follow us on all social media and also heritagehiphop.com. All members of the website right now get the free album FML by the No Good Bastards and you get other exclusives as well. So with that being said, before we close out, once again, I want to thank you. And here's the final question, which is different from the question before. And since you like basketball, we're going to make it a basketball question. Okay. Who's your favorite player ever? It's kind of like a deadlock between... Mike and KD. Perfect. Perfect. Here's your final question. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan is loved for killer tenacity and never losing when it, when it, when it, when it all counted championship wise. Mm -hmm. KD is hated because he plays ball the right way and he uses the system at his leisure Mm -hmm. as an MC artist a participant in building the culture to its mm-hmm. next level. Why do people hate you yet appreciate your, your greatness at the same time when it comes to music? Um, I feel like mainly because when you put yourself out there, you open yourself up to the, to the critique floor. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, if, if, if they're more casual and they're not really trying to get to connect with you as a person before an artist, they're going to be more quick to write you off and judge you. 
But the people you'll notice that the people that really lock in with you and that's really staying solidified with you, they care about you more so as a person than the artist. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like that's the difference, just like a day and night kind of thing. So everybody recognized that appreciation comes from knowing the artist and accepting their growth. All artists of this next and new generation are growing in front of our eyes in real time. And it's up to us to appreciate them by showing them that they are appreciated. Say thank you and listen to what they're saying, because expression is the hardest thing. Whether you like it, love it, hate it, or don't want it, God made us to express. It says in the Bible that if man closed his mouth, the rocks would sing and give God his glory. And so hip hop being an expression of God and extension is our way to express. So once again, shout out to Zaya. His, uh, his uh, new project, Memoirs of an Old Soul, is out now. And listen to the expression, because not only is their music there good for your ears, it's good for your spirit and your soul as well. With that being said, this is Karev Heritage Hip Hop with my man Zaya. Brooklyn is up in here. Sure. Saying peace. And we out. Thank you for watching our presentation. We ask that you subscribe to our YouTube family and hit the notification bell for updates. Please like, comment, and share this video.